Disclaimer. This episode will be discussing the dub of Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans up to episode 5 or 6-ish, and jokes reference major spoilers throughout the series. If you're going into the series fresh, you have been warned. This episode most definitely contains language and humor that is inappropriate for younger audiences. So send your little tykes off to bed or off on dangerous paramilitary ops, whatever works, before starting this episode. And as always, opinions expressed in this episode are those of the individual participants. They do not necessarily reflect those of Dub Talk as a whole, or any organization said participants belong to. Kids get it. Hello and welcome to Dub Talk, the podcast where a group of nerds get together and talk about a recent dub or announcement. Today, I have assembled a crew to raise our flags, say our hail zeons, and discuss the latest addition to the Toonami family, Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. It's finally back. Allow us to, yeah, after so many years. Allow us to introduce ourselves. This is my second time hosting the podcast, and I have done countless others, including at least three other Toonamis. Um, I am Roots of Justice. I am Classy Spartan. Let's all make Mars great again. And I'm Jet. And I am Jamstar Anime Savant. Alright, so a basic primer on Iron-Blooded Orphans, because you don't really need any of the other Gundams. It's a separate, it's a separate continuity from the ever-famous Universal Century timeline. You don't because need prior that, yeah. that because yeah. God knows let, you don't have to let, let's, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Full disclosure, this is actually my first time watching Gundam, and even I can enjoy this very well. Yeah, well, this is my first, like, serious Gundam. I did watch Bill Fighters. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen a couple of Gundams. So I have vague recollections, but I remember two Gundams. One for better, one for worse. I remember G Gundam because that had the single dopest fucking ending to anything I've ever seen in my entire life. And I recently learned that that sequence was animated by a famous Bones animator, the guy that's known for the Wadapon cubes, as well as... Oh! Yeah. Um, God, what's his name? I gotta look that up again. And the other one, probably not as good to be familiar with, SD Gundam. Eef. I do, I remember I yeah. own some figures, but looking back on it now, I'm thinking, boy, that was fucking stupid. <laughs> boy, once again, I feel like the old man in the room. Hey, at least Hamtaro was 2D. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been, uh... Hamtaro, we're together. Okay, okay, we're not going there. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> what? But what, y'all got a problem I have with been... cute little hamsters? Yo, yo, we're gonna need some cute, cute hamsters to talk about this show because you think, oh, look how cute those kids are. Oh yeah, let's fucking shoot them and have them commit war crimes. The show is called Iron Blooded Orphans. What exactly would count as cute in my mind? Tell uh, me. Uh, Atra. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> God damn it. Basically, I have been... I've had an eye on the Gundam franchise since pretty much Wang debuted on Toonami. Mm. So I basically feel like the old man in the room. As I, as I, I mean, I do have, like, really vague recollections of Wang and G Gundam. I just didn't watch them that much when I was a kid. <laughs> mm. 
Well, they were pretty much playground discussion when I was growing up, so... Uh, I'll say this. The thing Which I remember it... about uh, Gundam Wing is this one scene I saw pop up recently is where the main character gets a birthday party invitation, just rips it in half. She's like, but why? Just says to her in the most serious voice, I'll kill you, and walks away. And I'll, I was laughing hysterically. <laughs> yeah, that dub. <laughs> that dub. And then you see the fucking kanji end. Like, oh my fucking god. That's amazing. I want to never know. Also, holy shit, let's get those fucking Blu-rays to G Gundam over here. Stat. Yeah, that's probably going to take a while. Probably going to take a while. It'll be fucking worth it. Hey, it took two years for Barakamon. We can get anything to happen. Anywho. Basic plotline of this Gundam series that we're talking about, Iron-Blooded Orphans. It's about 300 years after a horrible, horrible war. Conveniently called the Calamity War. <laughs> between Earth and the various colonies it had established... And basically, Mars at this point is attempting to seek its independence. Also, just for a heads up for those who aren't in the know, Gundam is very political. Very. <laughs> like, so a group. Like, they gotta sell so toys a group of, and stuff, uh, but yo, there is lots of real world political jargons. I guess Hardy summed it up best. Hey, you know what? War is bad. No, I think you're thinking of Al Noah Zero. Yeah, that's not no zero. <laughs> All right, sorry about Let's that. Let's move on. Sorry about that, boss man. Continue. Uh, basically, a diplomat is being sent to Earth to vie for Martian independence. She calls upon a group of or basically orphan child soldiers to take her to Earth, keep her protected, and they basically run into all sorts of crap on the way. Basically, Metal Gear Solid Five in space. No, it's Metal Gear meets Zone of the Enders. Oh, really? Oh boy. All right. So this this show actually kind of had a funny history in North America. Explain it to us, sir. Well, Sunrise, in their great wisdom, and I and I do mean that in the literal sense. This was a very wise move. They decided to basically make the show available streaming wherever and wherever. It was on every platform. It was on the ones that you cared about, like Crunchyroll and Funimation, and on the ones you kind of forget that were around, like Daisuke, who you only know as those guys who had One Punch Man because you didn't have Hulu. But basically, the fact that Funimation was able to stream it confused a lot of people. And uh, what Funimation said themselves and now either. <laughs> yeah, that didn't help. In any case, I bring this up because I ended up making two cast lists for this one. One Texas, and then later when Bang Zoom was announced, I did another one for California. They're very efficient at these. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah, I would. I probably would have had two, but I had to sense to beat and that apparently paid off. So... <laughs> Yeah, okay. But in any case, let's get the nope. shindig going. Alright, so... So... Let's get the shindig started. Alright, so, for ADR... Did we... Did you guys have anything? I did. Neither did I. 
No, I said I did actually. Uh, because uh, see, around the time the show was announced, I was also watching the job for Alabama Zero on Netflix, and uh, Black Flag was directing that one, so I figured, well, hey, this is another mecha show, so why not? Alright, what do you got? Uh, truth be told, I don't remember who I had listed on the California side. I know, uh, I know I had Mike McFarland as a director <laughs> on the Funimation, but... So, oh, I think I see yours, actually. I think you said... Who was it? You said Patrick Sets. Okay, okay. <laughs> cool. That guy needs to do more things. I'm liking what I've seen of your line April so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, the guys they basically put in charge here are actually very, very good at what they do. Um, on the script side, we have Chris Kaysen, who you probably... In terms of script writing, no from uh, Magi. And every once in a while, he would contribute to One Piece. And then you also had Josh Greeley. That's the one that's yep. very interesting to me. Though, <laughs> it's interesting, but I can't say it's 200% surprising, because Kaysen, like a couple of the Cali guys, was a... Texas regular that's moved over to California. He did a bunch of yep. ADR for some other Funimation shows. And he's probably got contacts with quite a number of people there. I I think this was the tweet tweet uh, the Twitter post Josh had mentioned when he said he wrapped up as a head writer. This is what he meant. Okay. Yep. Probably. He was doing probably. that Gundam. Now in terms of scripts for Josh Greeley, he'd kind of be known for uh, eight Mostly on the Houston side, but a little bit of Dallas, too. Um, he did AKB-0048. He did Bodacian Space Pirates. He did some scripts for Fairy Tale and Little Busters. And he's probably... If you knew him for his script writing, you'd probably know him more for Seraph of the End and Tokyo Ghoul. Uh... Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I forgot he did Tokyo Ghoul. Hmm. And on the director's side... Kaysen. Just, just like in the, uh, just like for scripts, Chris Kaysen. And, uh, for directoral, uh, he'd probably be best known for, poof, asterisk war. Oh, no. Okay, so, 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 okay, so, okay, so, okay, no, to be fair, that's not the one he'd be best that's for. That's not, point. that is, that's no. not the but best one. But we can't. We can't talk about that yet, because no, no, that's no, no, no. another okay, show. Okay, okay, okay. He's, got funny, he's got some funny stuff on his belt, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Stuff like Case Closed. He helped out with Dragon Ball and GT. Bamboo he did the. He did the... Um, he did the uncut Saiyan and Namek sagas for DBZ. That sounds pretty big to me. Fuck you for saying yeah. this big accomplishment is asterisk for. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, so, okay, as uh, a probably didn't get to the other one in the room, but uh, seven definitely six. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually was about to get to that, and of course, <laughs> the one we can't talk about because we're doing a show on it later. Shall mm -hmm. not be named. Oh, I'm still pissed about that. It was a fair and square roll. Don't sweat it. Uh, everything's good. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's okay. We'll be on that other show. Oh <laughs> uh, no, y'all be on the other show, not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. right. Yeah. Ooh, 
that's going to be a fireball waiting to happen. Yep. Alright. So, what do we think about his... The script and directorial stuff? Rather great. You know, it's... It's very, very solid. Yeah. It's great. And, um... You know, the ones... The, uh... The California dubs with direct Japanese involvement, stuff like, um, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, um... It's a, uh, it's a, it's a okay, uh, there could be, like, one of several you could be referring to, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I mean, one I'm assuming is Bleach. That's right, that's right, that's right, and I don't think Bleach had that much Japanese involvement. I did, I did but, the booth of Bulbit that have was uh, Kubo saying, go ahead and use Soul Reapers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the ones with, you know, the direct Japanese involvement tend to be a little stiffer with English, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, at the very least, and this, it doesn't sound like there's any real bad grammatical English things. It's like all the changes that needed to be changed were changed through it fluently. And that's usually not the issue. It just feels like like, oh, like the they're word? dubbing this up. Is that yeah? Like they're trying to stay faithful to the sub. A little too faithful, you know. Mm -hmm. I got yeah, and and this wasn't quite wasn't quite that. Yeah, that's not the thing that had that problem at all. Like it feels fluid. It feels natural. Mm. Is that, is that, yeah, and it is like. Yeah, and it has the one thing I was kind of worried it wasn't going to happen. It actually has a lot of grit. <laughs> so it's like, like you had I, the reverse opinion. Hmm? You had the reverse opinion of him, basically. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, no, I wouldn't say reverse opinion. Well, we'll get into the castle later, but when I saw the castle, I was kind of worried it was going to sound too... I guess... I mean, I don't know if I want to say pretty boy or whatever. Something like that. Too pretty like, boy? Uh, <laughs> what, what, are you saying uh, 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 you, you, you thought it was going to sound too safe? Is that, is that, is that, yeah, I thought it was going to sound like, I guess, too shonen Yeah. Is that, I, is that, is that, but, actually, that's <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. Like, you know, that safe, that safe, sterile kind of sound. Yeah. Is that, yeah, but uh, yeah, but there seems to have a lot of... I mean, well, I mean, it's a show about, you know, child soldiers, so I'm kind of glad it actually has a lot of grit. Right. I'm so glad the show about child soldiers doesn't sound stiff and forced. Yeah, basically. Quote and print that. <laughs> uh, uh, Iron-blooded orphans. Kids get it. Oh, boy. Anyways. So. Speaking of kids, are, do we have a kid next, or what? Um, actually, we are going to start with, um, with Tekadon's head engineer. Ah, okay. Yeah. Which, I should probably mention, Tekadon is the name of the organization of the orphans, you know. Named by a That's certain individual. That's probably an important thing probably to mention. Probably important. Possibly important. <laughs> Might be relevant. And, um... So, did you guys have any guesses for this? Because I got this one right. First of all, okay. First things first. What's his name? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And it's Naughty Yukinojo Kasapa. Okay. Okay, let me check my list because I'm pretty sure I did that so far. I wanted to... Oh, I got the one right too. Oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> Alright. First things first, I just wanted to get his name out in the open before we just called him the black guy. <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah. really horrible. <laughs> I mean, it is, but like, I didn't know his name until now. Yeah, I can't remember it either. <laughs> like, I really didn't remember his name. He's a cool dude, I just didn't know his name. Anyways, I feel like the only person I had in mind for, like, gruff personal figure was Epcar. Ah. Uh, uh, sounds yeah, reasonable. Makes sense. Yeah. That would have been cool. Alright, so you got it right, so you go last, so who else had to think? Okay, did you have anything, Epcar? I got nothing. Uh, okay. Uh, Alright, so let us get to it. Um, the man playing Naughty wait, 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 Yuki Nojo. Uh, Jet had it right, so I think he wants to say it. The man playing Naughty Yuki Nojo Kasapa is none other than Taylor Henry. Well, that's not Well, you know, being a little respectful matters. Was he even using it? Was he even using an alias for this? Because I don't think they ever bought the Yeah, it was. He was using an alias. No, I don't even think they bothered to credit him. Yeah, I'm looking at he used an alias. Okay. Okay. But we're okay. It's gonna come up a couple more times, but we're just gonna be a little respectful of that. Okay. Okay. Let's just say he is a bit of a writer of. Various roles, so to speak. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, you know when the price is right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a bit of a feudal lord G figure, so to speak. Is that, is that, okay, I guess we should probably go down his actual roles now. Okay, okay, <laughs> right. can we just say them? I, I, I was thinking, like, we're using alias, can we just say the roles? Yeah, um... <laughs> Under the name Taylor Henry, he has played the Skull Knight in the Berserk Golden Age movies. He was Colonel Volton in Redline and Tarkus in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Is that, is that, is that, uh, you, I, can't you just go, can't you just go down to Vault everything he's done? He's Ryder! Um, Holy I'm... shit, he's Ryder! <laughs> you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically because we've got so many names here that we got to go through. I'm just naming off three per oh, person. Shit, he's that's Chad. Right, that's right, okay, okay, that's reasonable. Okay, I forgot he was Chad. Holy shit. That, okay, there were like several Chads. Okay, <laughs> fair. Yeah. Was the main one. Fair's fair. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just kind of put out a lot. There. Oh yeah, there were multiple actors for Bleach. Alright, next up we have uh, Toto Mirkonen. You probably don't recognize the name, but you probably know his nickname. Hitler Space Stash. Hitler Stash. Oh, Clearly the best character and the most honest, loyal, kind-hearted, brave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not beat around the bush. He's a okay. turd. The second... You are drawn with a literal Hitler. Name me one character. <laughs> one character who has a tiny, literal Adolf Hitler 
mustache that is meant to be a hero. You kid. Name As I, uh, one. <laughs> As I, uh, well, at least I can't I made it easy to guess. I'm pretty sure I got that one right, too. <laughs> now, a little bit of background. He is basically the head of the um, Human Debris Unit, which is basically the child soldiers who were basically bought as slaves. He's basically the guy that kicks the puppies that are weaker than he is. <laughs> yep. It's like, that's literally his job, in a way. And he's a skinny fucking turkey leg motherfucker. <laughs> yep. Like, you just look at that. Like, I, I, okay, did anyone actually believe this was going to be a very kind-hearted character? No. <laughs> Hell no. No, you could tell from the beginning, because I think, like, literally the first scene he's in, he's beating a kid. Yeah. Iron-blooded orphans. Kids get it. Yeah. Alright, so, um, do you guys have any predictions for I, him? I, like I didn't, but looking at who was actually cast at it as him, that makes perfect sense. I didn't actually put it down, but I but I knew who I was cast, and I got that right. <laughs> yeah, I think that was where I basically had Richard Epcar down. Oh. I feel like yeah. we're just going to keep making Epcar predictions, which is going to be great, because as soon as we get to, like, the little girl, it's going to be like, Hey, what you cast? Richard Epcar. Richard Epcar. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll save this one then. Yep. That's how. That's how. That's how. So what I saw. So what I was going to do the down version, and I saw this character, <laughs> and I was thinking, who would be a good sleazeball? And only one person came to mind, and that is none other than the illustrious Kirk Thornton. I feel like if you're typecast <laughs> as a bunch of assholes, you're probably the sweetest, kindest person. That's how acting works. Yep. Which, you know, a lot of his stuff, I, because I've been around the block with a bunch of the kids' shows that, you know, Saban dubbed. You were and, a child once, so to speak. Yeah. Because, you know, I I know him as Gabumon from Digimon. Oh, wow. Yep. <laughs> oh, he's the real sleazeball from Do Da Da Da. Wow. Yes, he is. <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And um, other roles you might know him from are uh, Sazbaum from Old Noah Zero. He's also the voice of Takashi and... Nasujima from <clears throat> Do Da Da Da, another show where his character likes to do other things to other children. <laughs> yeah, and uh, depending on how you look at him, he's also the uh, current voice of Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah! <laughs> wow, I forgot about... Oh, shit, okay. Wow, he's got... And you know, and yeah, he's got roles for days. I think he, I don't remember. Does he still hold the record for most voice act, voice super roles for a male? No idea. Because I think, I, I think he, I think he held that at one point. Wow, fifty percent probably of are like dirtbag dudes, and other fifty percent are like the most awesome motherfuckers ever. Because on one hand, you got like Kisame. Hitler stash, the literal pedophile teacher from Do Da Da Da, and then you also have like Klein and Shiro Fujimoto. He can do it all. It's a, it's a, but regardless, he was pretty much perfectly cast here. Oh, he was also he <laughs> yeah. was also the original Kiritsugu Emiya, 
And that guy is basically based around how much of a dirtbag he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember being originally annoyed they didn't get him back for that. But. Half of the, like, <laughs> apparently both, there's like, they were all in the different fates, just as different characters. Yeah, that was really weird. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll Yep, so I think we're all in agreement that Kirk Thornton does justice to the weasel that is Toto Mercona. He's a wonderful man that knows how to play a guy that would probably take a dump on a little puppy. Oh my god. <laughs> I have actually heard he's kind of a cool guy in real That's life. That's how it works in acting. If you play a shitbag constantly, you're the sweetest, kindest man. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. Oh wow, he was also in, like, the very first Bebop episode as, like, the boyfriend that took drugs. Oh, yeah! Yeah, that's that's <laughs> your piece of trivia for the day. <laughs> Alright, who's... He, he does a good job, is what I'm saying. Alright, who's, who's, who's yeah. next on the lineup of Little Orphan Annies? Alright, next up we have, um... Crank Zent, the... Honorable commander of the Gallahorn platoon, which, by the way, I should probably mention that Gallahorn is the enemy organization. Oh yeah, here. How, how, how do basically Gallahorn? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, oh it's God. Norse, I believe. It's Norse. I believe it's that Norse. Seems, that seems to be yeah. a recurring theme in the series. But they're basically the Earth government, I believe. Earth. And, and the bad guys. Because why would anybody in a white suit with a salute be a good guy? But in, in any case, Crank Zent is the kind of honorable commander who gets sent down to Mars to deal with the, uh... to deal with the little child soldier... I can't say the word, because... I gotta... Got a six-year-old sleeping in the next Little room. child um, soldier? Like, you already said it. Oh, I would, you know, S-H-I-T's. Ah. Uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, the but, ungrateful little bastards. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I just get one of you to say it oh, for yeah, me. yeah, that's all you had to do. Yep, so... Uh, the, uh, any case, he gets sent down, and... Spoiler alert. He gets shot. He was a cool was a, dude, it, too. I would have totally been cool seeing more of him. <laughs> it's always the nice guys who die first. And then we got, and then we got yeah. stuck with, like, his fucking emo senpai noticed me. <laughs> yeah. In any case, I did not have a prediction for him. Did you guys? I did not. So. I just imagined... <laughs> give him the voice of a guy that sounds like he has a kick-ass beard. And they That's did. Uh, this one, I did say Richard Epcar. <laughs> okay, oh I was God. kidding. Okay. <laughs> you know what, I probably had Richard Epcar down here at some point, too. <laughs> Fuck it, my prediction was Richard Epcar. Let's go, let's do it. <laughs> Hell, all our predictions are Richard Epcar. Let's say that. Alright, playing the role of Crank Zent is Hank Ketchum. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, 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 yeah. uh, that dang alias again. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna be a little respectful here. He wants to be the best. Really, what you would, what you would know him from is 
because you're probably watching Toonami for the dub of Gundam. You know him as, uh, as Mazo Osakami, the Saw. <laughs> He's also the narrator of Hunter. The Hunter. most important character. Yes. Yes. And, uh, as I add as I in terms of other Toonami things you might have heard it in. He's a, he is, of course, the great emperor himself, Charles de Britannia. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if you're also playing video games, he's Seth from Street Fighter Four. Oh, wow, you're right. Oh. Oh, Ooh. shit, he's... A He's also the big that. metal dude from Redline. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, he's in, yeah, I, he's in a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> he does a good job here. He's the honorable... The honorable soldier. Winds up sacrificing himself. Because he's so honorable. Well, technically, he doesn't sacrifice himself. He's like, I'm a disgrace. Hey... Could you help me out? Give me the honorable death. I want. To... <laughs> that was really messed up. Yeah. He's an interesting character. I'll have things to say on him. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but anyway, I guess he did a good job here. He did a good job at sounding manly enough to the bitter end. And I salute him. Salute you too, Mr. Honorable Bro, dude. I'm sorry you ha you were tasked with the sign-up of getting to kill children two days before retirement. Uh, it's always before retirement. It's always before retirement. <laughs> to spend time with his wife and grandson. <laughs> and now we're going a little bit further into uh, Galahorn with Galeo Baudouin. Galeo Baudouin. Wait, is that how you say it? Galeo I think so. I, I, love, I love that. Badui, badui. That sounds like a Japanese way to say it. Galio yeah. badui. But he's basically the lesser of the two Galahorn inspectors who come in to check on the child soldiers mm. and deal with them. Yeah. Yep. He, but he doesn't say. He doesn't stay the secondary for very long. He's not totally cool with kids getting it. <laughs> but, hey, he's best bros with the blonde guy. So, who's got predictions for this guy? So I, so I did, and I did, and I'm kind of, a, I did, and I'm kind of annoyed who I can't. <laughs> and I'm kind of annoyed considering who uh, Richard Epcar? the other one is. No. Richard Epcar? Okay. No, I said Steve Cannon. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I believe this is where I put Bryce. Oh, really? God. I can see. I, I can see Bryce. Uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, I could have seen it, but I basically had him between either Galileo or the next guy we're gonna talk about. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if we were gonna group them up. I I didn't have predictions for this guy. I just know he was the kind of cool dude with some fashionable hair that gets choked out by a very angry main character. <laughs> so have we all had a chance to name our predictions? I have none, but uh, considering who was cast, can I say what his main role was? What was like, the main... Like his, yeah. When we get to it, when we get to it. Alright, let's get to it. So let's do it. Um, playing Galeo Baudouin. Baudouin. Is uh, Robbie Damon. 
Robbie David. Okay. Uh, so before, who you before would... we list the other ones that we want to mention him being credited at, what's well, the let's... one you wanted to talk about, Jamstar? He's Tuxedo Mask in Sailor Moon! Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I think that's what that everyone knows for at this point. Right. <laughs> if not, I but... would beat that to your head so hard, man. Like, actually, I probably should take that back. Other, other crucial roles that he's been credited for has been Gil Thunder from Seven Deadly Sins, as well as... Issei Ryu. Smokey Brown. Smokey Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other good one. Yeah, Smokey Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm so surprised how convincingly he pulled that off. <laughs> yeah. And also taking over for... Um, oh, he was also in uh, Christmas... the last colon Naruto the movie. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, in which Tuxedo Mask and Naruto fought over Sailor Kidana. I mean, I mean, <laughs> like you wouldn't. And he also took over for Crispin Freeman as Itachi in the Naruto spinoff. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that spinoff was weird. <laughs> and he's also in One Punch Man, but I can't talk about that yet. I wasn't gonna say it. I wasn't gonna say it. Cut it out. Cut it out in post. Yeah. What do we think about Galio Baduin? It's Robbie Damon doing his thing, and it's pretty good. Robbie Damon sounds like he does <laughs> yep. a good job of sounding like a very government officially kind of yes man, but also like a guy that seems like he's got a little more under the hood than meets the eye. Yep, oh, yeah. he does the bureaucrat quite well. He's got—he's not a sauerkraut, he's a bureaucrat. <laughs> nice. The Bishonen bureaucrat. Oh, <laughs> So that brings us to our next Gallahorn Inspector of the Two, McGillis Farid. Uh, okay, let's 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 talk. Okay, so here's the part where I have to make a confession. My confession is I have seen all of the first season of this series because I don't like dropping things, and I was uncertain about the fate of this series. Uh, about how it was going to air. Um, and then we later found out that it was, in fact, a deal that was going to be worked out for airing on Toonami. And that's why we're here, because we were all able to do the Toonamis. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. I'm going to s talk a little bit about McGillis Fareed, because this dude is fucking some piece of shit. I can't talk about why he's a piece of shit, but there's one thing that they have confirmed in the five episodes that have come out already, and that's this guy is engaged to Galio's sister. And at first it's kind of like, oh, it's a royal bloodline thing, so we can be like brothers and we can contain the family bloodline with a rich noble type. So of course he's married to a nine-year-old, and at first it's just, oh, that's just a royal thing whatever okay but then you actually meet the girl and then you see them with each other and then it's also like he seems weirdly into it like more into it your sister calls me onisha oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> 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 
Yeah, you knew oh, it. <laughs> Someone was gonna say it. <laughs> Mobile suit Gundam, iron blooded orphans, kids get it. Oh fuck. Okay. Also, while we're talking about that little kid right now, she's voiced by Christine Marie Cabados, who she has not shown up yet, but her voice actor has credited her, and I actually really like that actress. Anyways, back to back to McGillis. This kid is really. Remember what I said? Gallio seemed like he had more under the hood. McGillis really has more under the hood, and holy shit, by the end of this. I really don't like this guy. <laughs> He's like, I know. I, I, oh God, I can't say so much. He's a fuck boy. This guy's. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even talk about why, but the things he does near the end actually warrants this guy, McGillis Fareed, to be awarded the Classy Spartan. Certified Gray A Fuckboy Award. <laughs> Anyways. So, do we have any predictions? Because I, I basically already said I had Bryce Pappenbrook between him and Galeo. Oh, okay. Uh, let me see. I said Yuri Lowenthal. I had a prediction. <laughs> I just want to make sure something. Okay. So that's who I had as my prediction. I just want... Okay. Okay, so... I predicted Derek, Stephen Prince. Yeah, really? Hmm. Yeah, I could have seen that. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, I could have seen that. I mean, he's done that kind of character before. I'm thinking in terms of, like, Uryu Ishida, as well as, uh, Fuyuhiko Kusuryu from Danganronpa 2, Goodbye Despair. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Which... Actually, I haven't even played any of the Danganronpa games. I really want yeah, to, Yeah, that shit's on Steam that's... now. Get on it. Also, it's kind of required now if you wish to watch the Danganronpa 3 anime. Yeah, I'll watch the dub of the first one. It'll probably give me enough information. No! Stop that. It will not. Alright, so... Alright, so... Playing McGillis Fareed... Is none other than Steve Cannon. Yeah! Yay. Who you, who you would probably know from Hajime no Ippo as titular character Ippo. He was Inumuta in Kill a Kill, and in Gundam Unicorn he was Banga. I hardly knew her. All right. <laughs> Speaking of fuckboys, he was Nechi Hyuga and Toshiro Hitsugaya. Yeah, those are the two you yeah. probably know him best as. And Shuhei. Uh, 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 he, uh, he was he was also. Uh, Oh, yeah, he was also Kazuki in Guzareki. By the way, <laughs> I just realized this is the last dub talk we're going to do where we can say Bleach has not ended yet. <laughs> Enjoy it while you can, folks. As of the time this is going mm -hmm. up, Bleach will be over. And honestly, I, I, I can't care. <laughs> so why'd you bring it up? Because I realized he's Hitsugaya, and Hitsugaya is a little turd muffin. That's a, oh, that, oh, really? Hitsugaya is one of my favorite characters. <laughs> I, I, I don't care. And you know... <laughs> you know... Robbie Damon does the Bishonen bureaucrat well. Yeah. Steve Cannon, as 
McGillis Farid. Oh my god, he just has that holier-than-thou <laughs> dirtbag attitude down to a oh, tee. I, okay, I'm gonna it is, right it is perfect. I hate this character, and this guy sells it. He sells how much I fucking hate McGillis, and it's perfect. Which, you know, you know this is gonna be a Joffrey situation where Steve Cannon plays this ultimate dirtbag that you're supposed to hate. I mean... But he's probably actually the coolest human being you could ever know. Because apparently... Like I said, you fun fact, bags, you're a very nice person IRL. Which, fun fact, in Game of Thrones Season 2, I think, spoilers... After Joffrey gets killed, and basically his actor got written out of the show, he became a missionary. Okay, what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, irony. Why are you always so beautiful? Actually, That's what right, was uh, I going to say? I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. McGillis is a piece of shit. Steve Cannon sells him being a piece of shit really good. The Chocolate Man really knows his stuff. He really knows how to fuck with kids and fuck with kids. Yeah, that's really much my favorite performance in the entire time so far. Like, it is specifically designed to make you love to hate him. <laughs> oh, yeah. And boy, howdy, do you. Well, technically, he's not doing you. He's doing her. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I can't get oh. over that. I mean, seriously. Just... Like when when that when that comes up for all you first-time viewers, look at him. How he seems weirdly cool with this turn of events. Like, is he subscribing to potential puberty benefits? Like, what the fuck is he doing? He's weirdly into it. Like, I get him the royal. Okay, you know what? Fuck it. I I I. I still can't get over that. That's not even... Here's the thing. There's two really weird things about this show. One was that, and that's why like, weird that it's creepy. And the other thing is weird that it's funny and awesome to me. <laughs> Anyways, McGillis is a piece of shit. He can go fuck off for all I care. Yo, season two, if I see anything less than like a spike stuck in his fucking throat, I will be disappointed. <laughs> Which it's a it's a Sunday afternoon show in Japan, so probably not. Look, okay, okay, no, 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 seven deadly sins, which has about as much lewd, crude, whatever the fuck, aired in that same time slot, which also had My Hero Academia and Arslan in it. So that time slot is pretty inconsistent with its content. That's it, that's it. Uh, I, plus, I, plus, we, I, plus, we had episode three uh, okay. opening scene. Okay, I'm trying so. to... I, wanna, I'm, I'm, I don't want to talk about that until we actually get to those characters, but boy, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yep. The point is, there was... Everybody acts like Japan is a very anti-censorship country. That is not the case, and this show is one of those examples. Uh. Yep. Okay, so who's next on Shopping Block? Alright, next up we have Atra Mixta. Basically, love interest number one for the lead character. I mean, so she is the famous 
archetype. Oh yeah, by the way, now's a good time to mention it. This show is written by Mari Okada. Yep. Yeah, I say is. this because Atra is our childhood friend. Yeah. Okay, I think to be fair, she's written a little differently than most Mari Okada childhood friends. Okay, I'll... Actually, <laughs> yes. I will actually give you the benefit of the doubt that I actually did enjoy her and she wasn't just stuck hating the other love interest and just always wanting to get her fucking to get the other guy off she actually was a proactive member of the team she was honestly more encouraging and emotionally supportive to the main princess character than than the main love interest most of the time so and She's a cool character, and I actually did enjoy her, and she's got my favorite funny, like, off-animation face in the entire show. <laughs> and I, wa I was about, yeah. I, I I was was about to bring that, that up. I she's was, the meme weird animation I was, girl. I was hoping, I, I was, that's how I was going to tell. Are they using broadcast masters or Blu-ray masters? That's how I knew. Actually, now I think about it, actually, now that I, think about it, it sh I should have expected that, because they announced that they were dubbing this show midway through the simulcast. Yeah. Like, midway through the first half of the simulcast. Like, outside of yeah. Funimation, that's really not so common. Actually, w wow, about a week, I think it was a week or two after it started airing that they announced they were dubbing it. Because that was New York Comic Con. Yeah, okay. So, who do But in any, in any case, um, who did we have for predictions? Christine Marie Cabanos was mine. I said Erica Mendes. I have none. I kind of went out of the box on this one and said Laura Jo Miller. Huh. Oh, what? Uh, Kari from Digimon. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I can say that I just don't think she does much anime these days. She has no. She is not in like the last ten years. Or so. Speaking of Digimon, yeah. Congrats to the uh, one good. Yeah, I know she hasn't, but I knew Digimon Adventure Try was coming up. Let us congratulate. I don't think she's coming back with that either. Let us but. actually applaud Toei <laughs> for doing the one proactively good thing for anime fans this year. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Now continue to advertise Dragon Ball Super and how dope it is while giving us no fucking means to legally watch it, you fucking pieces of shit! Oh, <laughs> Alright. Um, so we we all basically had our predictions I down? Yeah. Alright, so, playing Atra Mixta, Cassandra Lee Morris. Alright. Who you would recognize as Cubey from the Madoka franchise? Oh, gotta go, gotta go with that one first, huh? We open with that. Okay. God. You would also know her as Lifa from what? Sword Art Why Online. Because they're the ones people would know her as, and uh, probably the one you would not complain to me as much about is uh, Tsubasa from Love Live. <laughs> Yeah, there's also another weird one that people probably wouldn't remember because people probably shut out every memory of that dub. 
But she was also U Bell in uh, U D O T X. They actually got that far? Yeah, they, yeah, they got that far. They did. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay, here's some other ones now I think about it. She was Saki from Durarara, and she's also Taiga Aisaka from Toradora. Palm Top Tiger herself. Oh, man, I should have put that you one down. You fucking should have. Yeah. But no, let's credit her oh at Lifa. <laughs> hey, I'm just doing what people would most recognize here. I don't here. like Sword Art Online. This might be news to people, or it might not be. We're well aware of that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Roots. Like, I read the verse. I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. Nah, no worries. No worries. So what'd you guys think? Um, it's a it's... I'm, I'm kind of annoyed I didn't put her down before because she's doing a really great job. <laughs> yep, I would agree with you there. She does a good job, and she's really... I don't know, she does a good job selling her being cutesy girl. It's like, yeah. She seems weirdly, like, I know her past and stuff, but she's weirdly okay with a lot of the scenarios that go by. It's like, she just kind of walks up to them, it's like, hey, can I be your cook? My immediate thought was, you know what? That's not going to be a problem. We have a seven-year-old cleaning our guns. You're fucking fine. <laughs> 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 You're hired, Junior. And also, when she gave the her little like French her good luck charm to her love interest, it's like when it's like, so how did you like it? I sniffed it after I killed a man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you liked it? Yeah. Yeah. It helped come bloodlust. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, she does a good job as the team cheerleader. She does, she's also pretty good at being down to earth about some weird shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. God, Lilac's gonna kill us. <laughs> I made myself laugh with that one. Because that's the that's the weirdest thing to me about that whole scene. We're not even at that yet. Cassandra Lee, I really like her. Oh wait, I forgot. She's Aoi Asahina from the Danganronpa game. She is the perfect cinnamon roll that can do no harm. She's not my waifu. That's clearly Kyoko and Chiaki, but she's pretty good too. <laughs> okay. So now we move on to the actual members of Tekadon. Raise your flags. Woo! Yes. Starting off, we have uh, Norba Shino. Kind of a larger. I think he was one of the more muscular members of the of the team. He was. Uh, that, that, he, he's, he's, which he's pretty much a jock guy who talks members. Uh, oh, yeah. the very, very, very memorable character trait of, boy, I sure like boobs. <laughs> okay, okay, to be fair, it was pretty, it was pretty memorable when he was talking about a guy dying, and he was like, <laughs> he was like man, we used to talk so much about boobs together. He, he, he's like, yo, I remember how he wanted to go out, he wanted to be smothered in boobs, like, okay, that's, that's, 
that's All right. way to want to go out. <laughs> so, who do you guys have any predictions for him? I honestly kind of uh, forgot he existed. Uh, that, I don't that, have any, so. That, I did. Weirdly, I had Bryce Pappenbrook. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Okay, so this is the Bryce Pappenbrook and Richard Epcar oh, show wait, then. Wait, okay, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Hang on. I had Richard Epcar as the guy who talks about boobs. Really? <laughs> Seriously? Quick, quick question, Jack. Quick question, Jack. Were you watching Seven Deadly Sins when you saw Pappy Book for this role? Just out of curiosity. That's how, that's how, uh, okay, okay, now I'm just thinking. Jack character, Bryce Pappenbrook. <laughs> oh, because Betty Otis is a bit of a pervert, so. Oh, man, this is the fucking understatement. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Playing Norvashino is, and I was kind of surprised when I saw this in the cast Same list. Here. <laughs> uh, Lucian Dodge. Oh, so, yeah, that oh, was a uh, oh, very like surprising. <laughs> yeah, I was very surprised, mostly because I had it down elsewhere as you will see later. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> That's how, uh, All right, so Lucian Dodge, you would know him probably from. Sailor Moon as Zia Sight. He's also in. Uh, Zoa Sight, sorry. I, I had him written down as Zia Sight. And Matoki. <laughs> um, he was in Pokemon Origins as Blue. But you would probably know him best from a little show called Fate Zero as Waver Velvet. Yes, 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 he was best human character. <laughs> so yeah, Lucian Dodge. Um. Again, I was very surprised to see him cast as um, as Norba. I'll be completely honest it, with you. He and Steve sound almost the same. To the point, I thought he was one of the members of Gallahorn. <laughs> okay. You know, Lucian Dodge usually plays the pretty boys. And, and Hifumi Yamada. <laughs> oh yeah, I heard about that. He's anything but a pretty boy in that role. <laughs> yeah, well. I don't know if I'd call Wave of Velvet a pretty boy. I mean, when you yes. earn the honor of Ryder, I mean, you call him a pretty boy, but he's the only one who doesn't cheat. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm not saying that as a knock, but yeah, I I didn't expect him to play, you know, the Jot character. Hey, good on him. He should get more. Is it? Is it? He should get. Expect, yeah. yeah. Beating the typecast. Yeah, so, yeah, do his credit, he does it quite well. Right. <laughs> so, who's, who do we get to next? Actually, kind of funny. Um, we are now at Eugene Seven Stark. Ah. <laughs> the, the former. <laughs> the angry guy. The former head <laughs> of the. Um, of the human debris division, the, the child soldiers, until another character came in and kicked him out, who he butts heads with. Um. Who'd you guys have? Richard Epcar. <laughs> uh, I had Matthew Mercer for some reason. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's yeah. I have I had him later, but um, yeah. This is where I put down uh, Johnny Young Bosch. Hmm, I can see that. I can see that. Um, uh, Middleman was the other one. So playing Eugene Seventh Stirk, we have. Funny enough, considering the previous character we were talking about, Bryce Pappenbrook. 
Yeah. Uh, of course. You, because, because you can't have a Cali debit out price number book in there somewhere. When in doubt, price it out, man. Okay. <laughs> you would probably know him from Seven Deadly Sins as Melodious. You would probably know him from Sword Art Online as Kirito. And uh, a little show, you know, made a couple ripples a couple years ago called um, Attack on Titan. Yeah, I never heard Sounds of it. Sounds dumb. Where he played oh, Aaron Yeager. Sounds dumb. You know, I this was one of those roles I kind of smacked myself on the head when I saw because it, it it fit to a T. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said, yeah, it's Bryce Thomas Grove doing what Bryce Thomas Grove does. <laughs> yep. I actually the angry think character. it's a little deeper than he usually goes. I know, right? Which, like, it's not, like, terribly deep, but I thought it was kind of interesting. It seemed a little more gruffer than usually go for. It's like Aaron kind of dropped his balls and just grew up a little. <laughs> I yeah, I wonder, wh I wonder what they're going to do with Attack on Titan Season 2, because I think a little time passes, but that's another discussion for another show. Yeah. Armin is the best character in Attack on Titan. Let's just get that fucking out of the way right now. Okay. Uh, Agreed. <laughs> Fight me. I mean, I don't, I mean, no, sorry, 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 no, I don't want to say anything because I, I read the manga and stuff. I, happens. I do, so. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I still stand by my words. Yes, I know I don't disagree with you guys. I think it's kind of ironic given the things that just happened in that manga. Anyway, anyway, Bryce Rockwell does a good job. He does a good job at playing a hothead. <laughs> Next up, we have the guy who basically kicked Eugene Seventh Stark out of his leadership position, Akihiro Artland. Did you know he had <laughs> muscles? No, I did not know he had muscles. Seriously, though, guy has muscles for days. Yes, 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 yes he is. Best did you know he had <laughs> muscles? <laughs> no, I did not. Okay, shit, did we actually disconnect there? No, I did, no. no. Alright, so he is the leader of the Human Debris Division of CGS that later became Tekadon. Did you know he had muscles? <laughs> 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 he's basically the hard worker. The yeah, a, he just wants to get the job done. Name, name and character traits that don't relax. involve his muscles. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be difficult. Exactly. he's pretty much the gruff guy. <laughs> Did you know? He likes the simple things, like a pull-up <laughs> bar, his muscles. Brother, wiping the sweat from his brow. And his muscles and yeah, he's the guy who's just gonna go everything. It's like he's he's the other pilot too, but he's yeah. Just... And spoiler alert for later in the series, he's the second Gundam I think, pilot. I think they revealed the that already, actually. It's only like five episodes. Yeah, yeah. Down, they they yeah. show him with the other mech. Okay. Oh, because they didn't get the second Gundam until a lot later, I yes, thought. Yes, but he's piloting the second mech. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Okay. I had nobody for this. I just had... No, 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 wait, actually. 
I think I had Keith Silverstein just because I think of Mondo Awada. Yeah, that's reasonable. Uh, I had... You know, that's... That's reasonable to the point I think that's who I had. I had David Vincent. Or David Vincent. Uh, eh, but anyway, it doesn't matter because we were wrong. <laughs> that we were. Playing Akihiro Artland is Doug Erholtz, who you would know from Digimon as the older voice of TK. Yep. He was in Bleach as Ginichimaru and the second voice of Urahara. Oh, that fuckboy. <laughs> and, coming back to Lucian Dodge, he was in Fate Zero as Kenneth Elmaloy. Yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah, is that, is that, is that, is that, yeah, yeah, see, the guy who was born in Lucian Dodge. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, Kenneth. <laughs> that fuckboy. Kenneth. Kenneth. Boy. Him. Oh! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Him. I remember his wife. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sleazy mofo. <laughs> Went out about as good as you would have expected. Uh-huh. Kiritsugu to... Emiya, what a hero. <laughs> yeah. Which I gotta say, Doug Harreholtz was another unexpected... Awesome actor for this show. Sorry, sorry, yeah, I mean, I mean, I vaguely remembered he could do gruff voices, but he doesn't really do it all that often. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah, it really works here. Like I remember how low he went for TK in uh, season two of Digimon. Yeah, but uh, so <laughs> did you know he has muscles? Not a, Not a lot. Not a lot to say about yeah, it yet, yeah, though, because yeah, he yeah, doesn't... Yeah, we, we are getting to his, like, really big characters have until much later, so... <laughs> okay. Yeah, he gets a couple moments to shine, and I'm really looking forward I to it. I am, him. too. But, <laughs> fellas, hear me out. Did you know that he has... A little brother side story that he actually does show a lot of care for later on throughout the series, which actually does seem to give him some semblance of character development as well as a reason for training hard later on with some other further companions throughout the series, and actually develops as getting a pretty cool and experienced mecha pilot later on in the franchise of the series, and he does become an enjoyable and relevant cast member throughout the series. Yeah. But did you know <laughs> that he has... Also, did you know he did has muscles? Know? Yeah, and a joke. It was fun while it lasted. <laughs> Speaking of fun, let's talk about murder! Child murder. <laughs> um... Um... <laughs> Alright, who's next? That was a bad joke, considering who's, who's next? next. Spoiler who's alert. Next? It's Biscuit oh, Kruger. Fuck. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> I didn't actually think that's who it was. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. That's, 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 wait, wait, wait! You have it you wrong. It's, you, it's Biscuit Griffin, Biscuit Kruger, and Hunter Hunter. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! oh. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's let's do that again. Okay, let's do that again. Yo, if somebody okay. Biscuit Kruger, that'd be fucked up, man. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll we'll cut that out of post. No, we should keep that. All right. So. 
<laughs> it's funny that you mention murder. We have a character who has nothing bad happen to him at all whatsoever and is a perfect cinnamon bun roll that cannot be... His name is stupid! Yes, it is. And his sisters are named Cookie His and sisters Cracker. are named Cookie and Cracker, and his name is Biscuit, so what do you call his grandma? Muffin? Sakura, of course. Why? <laughs> but yeah, he's, um... He is the... He's fat. Uh -oh. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, we really have to start up with that. I mean... He has more to him than that. He's the technician. He's the voice of reason. He's a pretty cool dude, but he's a, he's the chief strategist of Tekadon. But his first aesthetic thing is that he's budgy. Yeah, that, and his name his is name. Biscuit. Uh, I can't get over <laughs> that his name is Biscuit. Yeah. So, do you guys have any predictions for him? Because I actually got this one right. Uh, no, 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 for no. the reasons you expect. I said Max Bitterman. That's not sad, but, sad, but I'm kind of annoyed. But I'm kind of annoyed that you would ask me one because I should have gotten it. I had a, <laughs> for I have pretty a, obvious reasons. I have a bit of an outrageous <laughs> one for this one, but hear me out. So I had Ben Diskin for this on the grounds that here's the thing. Typically, his he voices the number one. That's how I he kind of typically comes out nowadays. Is that he is usually number one. But he is not also really, not, not really. I think that was one of the He's also number two. And we should note that this is codenamed Kids Next yes, Door. Yes, I'm not actually referring to his different roles as a number one or a number two. He... But the characters' <laughs> names are actually number one and number two. So that was my main yeah. idea of. Yeah, I could see yeah, that. Yeah, 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 I could see that. Okay, that, that, that derailed so, really quickly. Alright, uh, yeah. so did you have anything to answer? Uh, I only have a joke prediction. Alright, what do you got? And who was that? Go for it! Well, because his name's Biscuit, uh, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Welcome to Dub Talk, where we have very intelligent conversations, very intellectual brow humor, and we are classy, very well-educated gentlemen. Yeah, we're a bunch of classy spuns. Yes. Yes, we are. Alright, and so who was he, actually? <laughs> yeah, some of you might get a little chuckle from this. Um, he He's played by Eric Scott Kimmerer. I'm really annoyed I didn't get this one right. <laughs> So, you, would know, first, you would know. You would know Eric Scott Kimmerer as Takashi Aiza from Your Lie in April. Mm -hmm. He was he was Gother from Seven Deadly Sins. He also played a little character named Haruyuki in Axel World. I really know. I really know. Didn't get this one right. Either, that. He's also because Bis no, because, no, because Biscuit literally looked like an older Haruyuki. Wow. <laughs> The other crucial one I want to mention is that he is Ryuji from Toradora. Yeah, I keep seeming to forget about Toradora. That's a shame. He's a tip. He's a tip cut out. It's great. Yeah, I I, I have that in my crystal. It's, it's one of three dubs this will, this America will ever make. Yeah. Uh, hey, resin. don't forget he's Alibaba from Magic. 
I haven't seen uh, I haven't yeah, seen yeah. Moggy, so I can't really. That's not one of my favorite roles from him, but. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about something here right now. Go for so it. one of the interesting things that was brought up, because here's the thing: when they announced some of these characters, they announced them on the Gundam Portal Facebook page, and they had videos of the actors being like, "Hey, I'm this character. I'm so excited! Can't wait to see it." One of the things that really interested me about Eric Scott Kimmer, as well as the fact that this is a fairly new generation of voice actors doing a brand new Gundam series, some of these people, Eric Scott Kimmer especially, they grew up on Gundam on Toonami. And yeah. the fact yeah. that this guy who is a big Gundam fan, a big Toonami fan, grew up to be a voice actor, and now gets to be on a Gundam series on Toonami, I think that is the dopest shit ever, and that, honestly, seeing people, like, actually live those kinds of, like, childhood dreams and stuff, it makes you feel a little good inside, feel a little happy and all that, you know? Full circle. It's like, it's like, a, it's a full narrative that's really satisfying and stuff. You watch Gundam Wing on Toonami, you want to be a voice actor, you become a voice actor. You get on a Gundam show that shows up on okay, Toonami. Okay, technically speaking, that wasn't his first time on Toonami. That would be Ducker from Sword Art Online. You're yeah, probably well, thinking, who the yeah. fuck's that guy? Remember those guys Kirito was friends with for five minutes alongside Sachi that died horribly? Oh, God. <laughs> that was back when that show had potential. Yeah. So much potential. <laughs> Anyways, he does a really nice job as as uh, Biscuit Crew Griffin. Griffin. Shit. Griffin. Shit. Griffin. I almost did it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still can't believe I did oh, that. <laughs> okay. So let me explain right now. There's a character later on in Hunter Hunter named Biscuit Kruger or Biscuit, and every time. I have to force myself to remember that his name is not Biscuit Kruger. And I'm not the only one that's made this mistake before. I've seen other people on Twitter make this same mistake before. <laughs> and it's really jarring and confusing because what they are very different body types. Uh, well, uh, well, well, we do have uh, the... Okay, well, no, that's still a different body type. They're both different yeah. body types, let's be honest. Anyways, but, I like yeah. Biscuit as a character. Biscuit. <clears throat> Eric Scott Kimmer does a very good job as a precious cinnamon roll. I'll just mm -hmm. leave that there. Yes. Mm -hmm. He is... A pr oh, I just realized calling him Biscuit and then calling him a precious cinnamon roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The jokes write themselves. Yes, they do. I was getting that, <sighs> yes, I see what you were getting at. I, I just got to that conclusion. Hey, Welcome to Gundam, where everyone has a funny name. This is a show about fucking war, politics, and, like, impoverished children. And then you have names like Biscuit Griffin and, and, or Banger. And your fucking hairs and character designs don't exactly sell it. Speaking of weird hair... Let's get to the next one. <laughs> yeah. Next up, we have the Martian diplomat who has to be escorted to Delia Ina Bernstein. Or Bernstein in the alternate universe. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was about to make that yeah, joke. Yeah, that's a good joke. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, did we have predictions? Uh, uh, sorry. I I did, and it was kind of similar to my thing with uh, the ADR director. I was watching Avino Zero at the time, and she was the princess in that show, so I said Erica Hollinger. (laughs) Actually, I did too. Uh, I uh, I wasn't sure. I was kind of thinking around for this one. I actually put Stephanie Shea, actually. No, no, no. That would have made sense. Yeah. Uh, no, but considering who got casted, she was probably one of the reasons I started watching Gundam, so... Okay, so, playing Kudelia Aina Bernstein, or Bernstein, depending on what universe you live in, Sharami Lee! You would know her as Sailor Venus in the new Sailor Moon dub, you would know her as Asuna from Sword Art Online, and one that I put here that probably isn't that big a... That hasn't been a big role of hers for a while, but probably will be in the near future. Because tomorrow, Funimation's broadcast dubs are getting announced. Which I can say, because this will be several weeks out. Um, Get on with it! Road, Cam- <laughs> uh, Road Camelot from DeGray Man. Wait, uh, wait, as, wait, as, wait, as a person that mentioned a really obvious one, people would get mad about it if you didn't mention yeah, hmm. two of her biggest woes as a Lucy Hot Filia in Fairy Tale. Yeah, I was a... Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seemed okay. Like, it seemed like the obvious I, uh, Yeah. <laughs> well, I only let myself like, do three. Like, you had three to stretch and... around to find D-Gray, man. Well, again, that's probably going to be important after tomorrow. I'll give, Who knows, I'll give two other ones but... that on. She's the official voice of Euclid Hellsife from Is This a Zombie? As well as the voice of my single most hated character ever of all time. Oh my god. Mika Shimotsky, the character that ruined Psychopaths. Oh yeah. Uh, I actually really like her actress quite a lot, actually. Oh she oh she's also yeah. Sushua from Steins Gate. That's it other Oh and Nisox, yeah. okay. And pa- and uh Patty Thompson from Solar. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't <laughs> mention that. Yeah, I love Solar. But in any case, um, I gotta say, she does play the Bleeding Heart really well. Yeah, I mean, at first I thought it sounded a little too high-pitched because I was just coming off of the Japanese version, which was a little bit, uh, the series was a little bit deeper, but, uh, uh, she got better over time, but I'm really liking it. I like Jeremy Lee. She's doing a good job at doing the thing. Yeah, she's very good. I'm an unabashed Jeremy Lee fan. Uh, as a matter of fact, because somebody won't shut up about it. She's the only reason I ever watched that god-awful show, Sword Art Online. Ah. The only reason I ever watched okay. it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> I still haven't gotten around to watching that, but I probably never will. It, it, it's a good... I'll g- <laughs> give it this. No, 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 I know it's a good dub. I just can't justify watching that show again. <laughs> just, just close your eyes and listen to it. That's all. I, for a show I hate, that I've might somehow be even worse. To watch it three times. So yeah, that's my that's my fate. Anyways, Kudelia Aina <laughs> yeah. Bernstein is a at this point in time just kind of the princess and kind of befuddled at why all these children are doing her bidding, like she is some sort of orphan queen. Okay, silence. 
And yeah. but she is a character with good intentions, the intentions of trying to bring peace. She also has a really shitty daddy, like actually really shitty. Tries to selling her out and. Spoiler alert! Her own dad tried to off her. I mean, we've all. And a fun fact about uh, a fun fact about said dad. Said dad is actually voiced by our ADR director Chris Gates. Oh, I didn't know that. Actually. <laughs> oh my god! That's, okay, thank you. Not to mention a personal assistant who is just absolutely loyal to her to the end. <laughs> Anyways, I like Kudelia. Kudelia is cool. Yeah. I'll say this. There, I, I don't like have, the... like, a particular, like, I'll say this. I like both of the girls in the series. I like some of the other ones later on, too. I, there's nobody in the show I'd call, like, Mo, my wife ruling quotations. They're just kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. She's a cool character. Her hair is fucking dumb, though. Really? It's. I kind of like her hair. It's a banana. It, 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 it's weird. It, it, it's those. It's those chops, isn't it? They're in I'm... literal like impoverished, war child, war torn children, used and abused and kill, and her hair is a goddamn banana. <laughs> Not to mention, how do you get that kind of body in the depths of space? But. That's another question for another oh, day. Are we actually arguing? Are we actually really? You're actually going okay. No, and we probably shouldn't because we're going long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah she's not even. I like this. Whatever. So yeah, we're generally in agreement. We like Jeremy Lee as Cadelia. Like all right. Yeah. So let's all raise our flags. For the leader of Team Diagon, I mean, mm, Team <laughs> Team Tekadon, yes, Tekadon. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Orga Itsuka. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He is going to pierce that. <clears throat> He's going to protect his family. That, that's what I meant to say. Yes. Yeah, CEO sure, sure, of the paramilitary group Tekadon. All-around cool guy, Itsuka, or, uh, Orga Itsuka. the bro... He, he... Fuck it! This motherfucker is Kamina Diet Light. Hey, believe in the Orga that believes in you, man. He's Diet Kamina! That's it's not a, a bad a, a, thing, but boy, he is Diet Kamina. Really Diet Kamina. As I, as I, to be fair, there's only a chance he'd have a big evil. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> so, did we have predictions for him? Yes. I said Ben Diskin. <laughs> Alright. So, for my prediction, because we've already established that he is clearly Kamina in every way, shape, and form, Kyle A. Bear. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. Of course you can see that, because he's copying yeah. <clears throat> Now, if this were a Funimation dub, I would have said Ian Sinclair in a heartbeat, but... Oh, I, I, I can see that. No. Sadly, it's not. Um, but, you know, I would have put down David Vincent. I would have put down... This probably would have... Would have been where I put Doug Airholes. Oh wait, my second prediction, Richard. Richard Epcar. Richard Epcar. All my predictions, Richard Epcar. 
The voice of Hell, Raiden. I could've... Hell, I could have seen uh, Bryce Pappenbrook. I could have seen Azura guy. Uh, that's that. That's that. That's that. No, I, I definitely didn't see that. Yeah. Okay. So. Because <laughs> that's how. Sorry. That's how. Though our actual. actual pick is uh, also weird. So let's. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody. Hey, let's do the impossible and see the invisible and find out who is the voice of our glorious team, Die Tekadon. <laughs> yeah, kind of kind of a surprise here it's uh johnny ong bosch okay so yeah wait 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 let's go down with the ball first okay so <laughs> yeah have you played a well, video game an anime a cartoon or a movie within the past 20 years you know johnny ong bosch <laughs> yes uh, yep Got his start as Adam in Power Rangers. Yes. You heard him as Ichigo in Bleach. You probably also heard him as Vashus Stampede in Trigun or or uh, Makoto in Free. Like, and just about every California dub and a bunch of Dallas ones while we're at he it. He is the man of many voices and many faces. He's Yu Narukami. Um, he's Lelouch. He's Lelouch v. Britannia. Uh, he's Nero in Devil May Cry 4. Yeah, oh yeah, he is. I forgot that. Okay, uh, he, God, he's a, he's a lot. Uh, uh, he's Hajime Hinata from Danganronpa 2. Gotta keep consistency. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, he is a lot of fucking... Oh, Jonathan Joestar. He is... Yeah. Izaya Orihara. Everything. Yes. Izaya. He's Johnny yeah. from Space Dandy. Wonder where they got that name yeah. from. <laughs> he is also a Dachi in Persona Yes. Okay. That's completely unrelated to the story at all. I wonder. Yukio Ukumura in Blue Exorcist. Uh, he's. Uh, Rosiu, as in. Boy, this guy's been on a lot of mecha stuff. He can make a lot of jokes. Yes, he can. Okay, so... Sorry, so, sorry, okay, yeah. So, sorry, so let's address the elephant in the room. When I, sir, when I first saw him being captain of this, I was really weirded out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 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 I, like, I think everybody was. <laughs> it was an odd choice. <laughs> Indeed it was. Wait, he was cast as Daisuke Ono in Lucky Star. How the fuck does that make any sense? <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Johnny Young Bosch, it's a very interesting choice because that's it's a very main character role, but I wouldn't exactly call uh, Light Kamina main character material, per se. It's not that more how the characters sound because the characters sound like... So, uh, like, I don't know what to say his name, but he sounded, like, really deep. gruff. <laughs> he sounded, like, really gruff and it's deep, and you don't normally associate Johnny Young Bosch with that. Fair enough, fair enough. It's <laughs> deep, it's gravelly, it's... It's a lot of things. And, yeah, you don't typically associate that with Johnny Young Bosch, but I think he pulled it off really well. I do well. actually he think he pulled it off well. I, I, I... It's Johnny Young Bosch. I, I can't... Like, 
everybody complains about typecasting and stuff, but people get typecast for a reason, because they actually are good at what they do. Simply put. Between bros. So, I, I was going to say this. We're talking about this now. So one of the most famous things about the original broadcast of Iron Blood Orphans is it actually raised some censorship bars in Japan. <laughs> because unlike most Japanese anime, Iron Blood Orphans was in a primetime slot, meaning it could be consumed by older and younger folk alike. And what one of the things that occurred was... The, the basically turning the rebellion coup d'etat of their shitbag adult people that were kind of using and abusing them, taking over. And by doing that, he had his right-hand man to basically pull the trigger and start shooting them, like, pretty much, like, executioner-style as they're tied up on the ground. And my first thought was... Our heroes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but it's like they were actual complaints of censorship of this graphic stuff. But on the other hand, I'm not sure how much warm and fuzzies you're gonna get out of a show called Iron Blooded Orphans, a show which is a title that's basically just Lincoln Park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now speaking of Orga's right hand. Let's talk Let us about get to the final character, the main character. Mikazuki Mi August. Pilot of the Gundam Barbatos. Barbatos. By the way, that's a let's talk about it. That's a really cool fucking Gundam. Holy shit, that actually does look like that's a really yeah. cool. If there's one thing Sunrise does really well is making some damn cool looking Gundams, and Barbatos is no exception. Yeah. Actually, fun fact, the, the Gundams of Iron-Blooded Orphans are all named after, uh, actual demons. Well, that's very fitting, because our main character is an oddity. So here's the thing. A lot of what comes down to... Here's the thing. This guy... Like, I, I joked about Diet Kamen. But this guy is... I was jokingly thinking, this guy is going to be Diet Simon, or Simon, however you fucking say it, doesn't matter. But he's 
No, he, he is, is industrial strength. He is. Simone. This is a very, very. He's not a wimp. He doesn't have like regrets. He's not a romantic. This is. This is a kid that doesn't understand like how people and conversations work. This is a kid who doesn't quite understand how people work. He's very cold, very kind of, very distant. He follows Orga for better or for worse. If Orga was an evil mastermind, he would follow him like tooth and nail. Like, as I said, he was the execution style murderer of the coup d'etats of his former leader. This is a kid where, without any evidence of a incident, will strangle a guy thinking he's run over friends of him. This is a guy who asked to kill a guy to save his honor, will shoot him several times, and then proceed to sniff his childhood friend's bracelet after proceeding to murder a man. This is a guy who is kind of a sociopath in a sense. He's an interesting character, and in an action series about Gundam, known for its bitchy protagonists and its whiny protagonists, he's a breath of fresh air, but he's fucking weird. Yes, he is. <laughs> so, did we have any predictions for his dub? I don't actually hate the a... kid. He's just odd. Yeah. And that, yeah. That, uh, yeah. So anyway, this was where I actually had Lucian Dodge because darn it, I wanted to be a main character in something. Oh, I actually <laughs> would have really liked him to be Luke. I would actually really like Lucian Dodge as this. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's going to be a long, wild jet. Not actually. Uh, I, I know. <laughs> we'll get to that. Like, this was hard. I think this is where I put Ben Diskin. Y- yeah, it is. <laughs> uh... Fuck it. Let's go all the way and go Richard Upcar. Oh my god. <laughs> Dang. Okay. No, the other actual one I... Actually, I, I wasn't sure about this, but I think I actually had... Uh, I, I put this one as a joke, but it wasn't completely unrealistic. Shinji, Aka- uh, Shinji Akari's Spike Spencer. Uh, I, I could have said that, actually. Yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> then he got cast as the episode one kid that got murdered. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I didn't he know was, that. Remember huh? that, when we were talking about how Norbo was like, oh, he, he had so much to live for. Yeah. He wanted to die smothered in boo. That, that, oh, my yeah, I knew he were talking about, but I didn't know that was Spike Yeah, that was Spencer. Spike Spencer. <laughs> Anyways. That's pretty yeah, that's cool. that's a little thing. Potential or not, who knows. Point is, let's talk about our main actor, so to speak. Right. Um, actually, a name I had not heard until the Gundam dub announcement, and that's uh, Kyle McCarley. I thought it was McCarthy. No, yeah, it's, it's McCarley. Okay, okay. Oh, you're, you're right, it's McCarley. Okay. And, you know, while I didn't hear about... I didn't hear his name until that announcement, um... You could hear him in Aldnoa Zero as Kisaki Matsuribi. Uh, he was also Shinji Mato in the new Fate Stay Night series. And the one I knew him from, he was Alba Kurunuma in Do Da 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 X2. And uh, also Ryota Watari in Your Light in April. Ryota Watari. 
Hey, had to miss the wrong guy. Wait, who's Ryota? Yeah, Wait, is he Watari? He's not listed here. Yeah, he yeah, 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 he's Okay, I didn't know that, actually. He, he was also, uh... Who, oh, man, I, man, I don't even remember the character's name now. <laughs> Yeah, he was—he was—he yeah. was—he was, he was somebody that's Uh, Hellbrown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's also in a bunch of things that haven't been released yet, so yes. which I omitted because so we don't know anything about do him we? yet. Do we? That's, 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 I kind of do. I've heard of it. I've heard of it a few things. There's some stuff out. <laughs> of, I, he, he's an actor. He's going to be in more things in the future. I, I'll yeah. say this: right. he was a very interesting, distinct voice to me in the do da 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 broadcast dub I was yeah. watching. Same here. Like, that was the first thing I've heard of him in. And pretty much ever since I, pretty much ever since that, I've kind of heard him do really snarky characters. So I got, so I was kind of surprised to see him cast as uh, a character so, that has the snark. <laughs> the snark has been forcibly removed, put in a corner, shot, and then the person who shot it proceeded to sniff it. <laughs> Yeah, he he does the emotionless robot really well. Interestingly enough, I think he actually does that a really kind of interesting sense of start to it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not entirely emotionless, but I, it's, it's muted this. a little bit. I feel like Mikazuki is quite literally autistic. I would say so, too. Yeah, probably. It's like... That's the only thing I can really think of about his distantness, or some some sort of other disassociated personality also disorder. Also possible, also possible, but of course those don't exist in Japan. So yeah, well, eh, I don't know. Point is, Mikazuki's—he's actually a really well-written character in both the Japanese and English versions. Uh, I really like him. I, I feel like I maybe need to do a second rewatch to really get that. I, I feel like there there had there was potential and interest for him. It's just I, I didn't care for him too much. Mm. I'm kind of curious to see where season two takes. I'm curious him. too. I read some things, especially how, after like the aftermath, and I'm curious what they're gonna be doing with that. So yeah, Kyle McCarley. I think he's a very he's a new coming, and like that's why I was interested to see him put alongside the pedestal of Johnny Young Bosch, a guy who's only really got like a handful of roles. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I like how this... I, I I like that dual layer of the dub cast. Like, you have, you have a lot of the senior dub actors playing the authoritative roles, and then you have the newcomers basically... Playing the kids. Like I said, Johnny mm. Young Bosch leading a new generation. I thought that was interesting. Okay, I guess it'd be totally fair, right? Stafford Brook isn't really new. Ah, <laughs> yeah, well. Fair, newish, yeah. whatever. <laughs> no, not newish. He just kind of went ignored for the better part of a decade. <laughs> I mean, he, he, voiced, he voiced one guy in Trigun and then disappeared for a couple of years and then came back as Masaomi Kita and then became, like, the new leading actor. Speaking of which, yeah. the, the other new leading actor is in this show. We didn't touch on him. Remember what I mentioned? The emo Notice Me Senpai that followed under Crank? That is a character yeah. played by Max Middleton. Middleman. 
Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure where to put him. I I didn't. Yeah, we could have put him right by the defenders. Yeah, yeah. Well, doesn't matter. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Anyways. Yeah, we brought him. We up. mentioned it. We did our jobs. Kyle McCarley. Yep. I'd like to hear him in more things. I like what he's done. Good on you. It's it's, it's, a, it's a solid dub. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, yeah, it's weird. Like I was looking. I've thought about this before, but uh, in a way, Kyle McCarley kind of reminds me of a snarkier Josh Grail. Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, what did you guys think of the dub overall? Uh, it is. Uh, it's off to a really good start. It's going to have to be the big one of my favorite dubs this year. I feel bad <laughs> that I kind of went ahead and like watched the show in the sub because I feel like that might or may it might not have detracted some of my enjoyment of the series. And I feel bad about that, but on the same hand, I really do appreciate the dub and like how good it actually sounds in general. Yeah, the dub seems to be pretty solid so far. I think the best way to describe this, I think, was on Demolition D's one of his YouTube reviews. Somebody said that uh, it was like all the noise zero, but with a better plot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've, yeah. And I've only seen one episode and. I think he's right. It is much better. <laughs> it's automatically better because the mechs are hand drawn. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. That I really love the aspect of that because. Oh my it's god! Like, if you join Sunrise, they're gonna ask, "Can you draw mean giant robots?" No, <laughs> but I can do some CG. Get the fuck out! Exactly. No, 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 CG robots. That's how we got them. <laughs> and technically, Unicorn and Origin do CG okay, robots, fair, fair. but <laughs> but yeah, Iron Blooded Orphans is 2D mechs, and you just don't get that much these days. You take it when you can. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'll say this: it's it's an interesting show. It's I feel like I need to get more into Gundam in general, but if you want to start here, this isn't a terrible place. It's got some occasional things that annoy me, such as if you don't like Mario Kata, the show's not going to sell you on her either. I mean, I don't know. Like, I think it's got a different usual kind of thing in that. And this is a kind of more of a general genre show, so it doesn't have most very usual things. No, I will. <laughs> I just remember there Sorry. was a romantic subplot, and then it kind of drops. I do kind of like that it does show a somewhat realistic look at what PTSD does to you, as well as just children of war, like how that yeah. kind of fucks you up sometimes too. Yeah. And like, th there's like, children will fight back too. It's fucking. It's interesting, and of course, it's politics, which is Gundam. Right. But it's also got some weird character designs, which might turn off some people, and it's got a couple of weird things in it. But all in all, if you want a solid Gundam, this is a pretty solid Gundam. You really could. Like, it's Gundam. There's so many that you really can do a whole lot worse. Yeah, yeah. You really can get. There are some stinkers out there, folks. Seed and double zero. Oh, so we can do to Go look up Wooly's rant on Gundam Seed. It's one of the fucking best things to ever come out of the Super Best Friend cast. In terms of streaming, 
You can find Mobile Suit Gundam, Iron-Blooded Orphans, just about anywhere you can stream anime yes. legally. In the, in the subtitled version. But, I, I have to put in that disclaimer. But, um, you can you <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. That'll come in a sec. Um, you can find it on Gundam Info's YouTube page, I believe. Um, it's on Daisuke, it's on Crunchyroll, it's on Funimation, it's on Hulu. In Australia, you can find it on uh, Madman's Anime Lab service. Do you have an um, internet connection and you on? live in a not-shitty part of the world, you could probably watch it. Now, and here's the but. The dub at this juncture is not very easy to find, especially if you do not live in the United Basically, States. Basically, if you can watch it on cable in the United States, you can watch it on the Toonami block. However, in due time, we will probably be getting future DVD releases down the road from Right Stuff and Nozomi Entertainment. Right, and if you need to stream it and you have a cable package you can find it on the watch adult swim app or you can find it yeah it's probably like some of it's on to not on the adult swim website some of the episodes if you have a cable subscription and you can log in yeah i, I think the first few episodes are available free without a cable subscription right now but uh you'd have to get on this it could definitely change in due time they typically do <laughs> right anyways final thoughts all right i uh, like it it's not it's it's a good dub. I don't, I don't. I'm not in love with this show, but it's entertaining enough. I enjoy some things, and there's some certain aspects of it, whether I hate them or love them, are extremely amusing to me. Such as the fact that McGillis is a piece of shit. The fact that some of the characters are kind of amoral sociopaths, but they're kind of entertaining to me in that sense. The fact that. Okay, I, I, I know I can't talk about this since we're not there yet, but there is a dude who has a literal working harem of fucking wives and girlfriends that are a fucking mecha crew. And they're all totally cool with each other, and they're all badass like pilots and mechanics and stuff. It's like, what the fuck? That's the craziest thing I've ever goddamn seen. I've never seen an anime, like I know metaphorical lingo anime harems, but like a literal harem. What the fuck? <laughs> anime was a mistake. Yep. Or was like, it really it a, a mistake? Really? It is a dark, <laughs> dark show, but it is fun at Which times. Which is kind of like yeah. some moon whiplash when you see this dark subject matter and then you see a dude out of a Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> but it should also be mentioned, the fight sequences are visceral, they're... Ugh, they're beautiful. It's it's yeah. some hot mech, mech action. If you're into that shit and you like it looking really hot and two-dimensional, you're in for a treat. Yes, everything to the life, from the music to the mech. Oh yeah, the music's oh, fucking great too. I don't know who does the the music for the show. It's really good. Uh, Man with a Mission does the opening. I forgot who does the close. No, no, no. I'm talking about I the think OST. A, the, the OST, some of the guitar riffs I hear in that show, like... That's a good shit. That's a good shit. Okay. I really hope the OST comes out soon. I'm pretty sure it's been out or something. Yeah. It's probably already out. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Speaking of which, I gotta download the My Hero one that comes out today. Oh, yeah. That's right. Anyways... 
Alright, so do you guys have anything you would like to plug? I am Classy Spartan. Me and a couple of friends are doing three Victims Watch for Sword Art Online and possibly another show, given if it is edited in time or not. As well as I am doing several seasonal reviews this season for Infinite Rainy Day on a couple of titles, such as Honda Kun and I believe Taboo Tattoo. Also, the single greatest show to ever be made ever, Banania. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I'm Jet. Uh, you can find my reviews on animationinfinity.com and the Phantom Post. And uh, this season, I'm reviewing Bob Psycho 100. And I, and I am Jamstar. Uh, I will be planning to do Sailor Moon podcast very soon. And something also Sailor Moon related, if I can get approval. So watch out for that. <laughs> and I am Roots of Justice. You can find me on Twitter at Roots of Justice. I mostly just spam pug pictures, but I am also planning to, at some point in the near future, do some anime reviews. I am going to probably do 91 Days, Mob Psycho 100, probably D. Grandman Hollow, and Banania. And you will be able to find those at my blog at Roots of Justice Anime Time Blog Show dot blogspot dot com. Or WordPress, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, WordPress. So, from us here at Dub Talk, we would like to wish you well and otaku on, my friends. Otaku on. Later, homies. Good. Good. Keep Good. your manly.